Thank you for downloading the Barbecue Central Show. Maybe you're listening to this now because you missed the live version Tuesdays from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is brought to you by these sponsors, which I am extremely grateful for. The Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic temperature control devices. Their website, thebbqguru.com. Big Papa Smokers, creators of some of the best rubs out there and retailer of many different grills and barbecue products. Their website, bigpapasmokers.com. Butcher's Barbecue, creators of injections, rubs, and seasonings. Their website, butchersbbq.com. Green Mountain Grills, some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. And their website is greenmountaingrills.com. Also by Cookshack, some of the best industrial electric smokers out there today. Also pellet cookers as well. Their website is cookshack.com. Cookinpellets.com. If you want to fire those pellet cookers that I just talked about, visit cookinpellets.com to buy your pellets right now. Also by the Chops Power Injector. Forget about using one needle to inject your meats. The Chops Power Injector system has four needles for your injecting pleasure. You can visit them at barbecuekansascity.com. That's B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, KansasCity.com. And by the Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour, you can visit kcbs.us slash samstour for results, to register your team, or to see where the next event will be taking place. And by Pit Barrel Cooker, one of the most unique and efficient cookers out there in the market right now. Visit their website at pitbarrelcooker.com. And by Unknown Barbecue Accessories. You can visit them at unknownbbq.com slash shop. Hey, this is Helen Paradise from SoCal, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Hey, this is Helen Paradise from SoCal, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure to say whatever? We put the lighter fluid on, strike your match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. All right, good evening, and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the program that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. You want to jump in on it tonight? Man, I'm begging you. 216-220-0966. That's a phone number. You can also send an email, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. You can do one, both, or neither. Lay out and enjoy the entertainment value of the show. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter. Coming up in about 12 minutes from now. And as I did my due diligence on my first interview segment guest, it has been almost three years to the exacting date. We fell off. We're back on board. You know him as 
pretty much the end-all, be-all of all things barbecue and grilling. His website, bbq.about.com, Derek Riches rejoins the show. Derek Riches. What happened to Derek? Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we won't. We'll just pick it up and start running. Lots of stuff to talk about Derek with, not the least of which is the new Weber Genesis. He has some insider knowledge on that. I'm not sure exactly what he's going to be able to spit out during the interview, what he's been embargoed and or uh, NDA'd to, but we'll ask him as much as we possibly can. It'll be up to him to answer. And we'll get what we can, because if you're looking for a new grill, the holiday season is now sharply upon us. This might be one that you might might want to take a look at. Then at 9.35, a first-timer to the show, a female pitmaster, and the first ever Cowboy Charcoal Fire and Ice Grand Champion, a two-day event that we talked about over the last couple weeks, Jaina Tedisco of Amazie Q. A Maisie Q will join us 9.35. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, a New England Barbecue Society portion of the area as well. So very excited to talk to Jaina, get a female's point of view. I think we're well past the whole women being given the due respect that they deserve. I don't know. We're probably not going to touch on that too much. But we'll talk about the Fire and Ice Challenge. We'll talk about her diamonds selection that she got with that. I think it was like $5,000 prize or whatever it was. So we'll get some real good insight into that, uh, maybe some World Food Championship stuff. And then, of course, we'll delve into some of the barbecue weeds with the pitmaster of A. Maisie Q. Jaina Tedisco. And then in the second hour, we're going to be joined by a guy who has uh, seen fit. And re- look, we all know that Chad Ward from Whiskey Bed Barbecue and the show that precedes mine is a risk taker, a man who is calculated, a man who does not who does not, not put any thought into anything he does on purpose. So for Chad Ward to make a conscious effort to take what was once a weekly show and then decide to go to like once every six weeks, a very calculated, dare I say, risky move. Wow, Chad, balls. So, at uh, 10.14, we will talk with Chad Ward from Whiskey Bent Barbecue. We'll recap World Food Championships, and we'll get some interesting perspective from Chad as well because uh, he competed in it. But also, as a talk show host, he's observing in different ways, uh, perhaps different than most. So, we'll be able to get some of that perspective as well. Looking forward to catching up with Chad. 10.35, open segment. I got some giveaways. We have some... Uh, Big Papa Smoka stickers. We have a Sterling Ball uh, initial CD. Sterling Ball, better late than never. We'll have a game that we can play with that if you're interested. Sterling Ball, a very accomplished bass player. Yes, bass player. So look for that at 1035. All right. Let everybody know the show's on, folks. You can send them to a couple different websites. The audio can be found on my website, thebbqcentralshow.com. The video can be found in a couple different places. Of course, a longtime syndicated show video portion partner of this program. That was horrible English. OutdoorCookingChannel.com. Outdoor Cooking Channel can be also found on Roku, which is Internet Protocol Television. If you don't have Roku but you have some type of IP television device, 
Go to the App Store there. Search Outdoor Cooking Channel. If it's there, download it. You can watch the show live right here every Tuesday. Plus, get all the treasure trove of archives from this show as well as all the other ones that he has on board. So check it out. And streaming live on the Facebooks as well. So, yeah. However you want to consume it. Most of you still consume it after the fact. Podcast. I dig it. At your leisure. However you get it, I'm just glad you get it. Support the sponsors. All right. So as I have been talking about here over the last number of weeks, the deluge of guests dumping out of this show with little to no notice for me to backfill has reached critical mass. Uh I'm not even kidding. I had the 1035 segment booked for no less than three weeks. No less than three weeks. And tonight, I'm sent over the edge. And I believe I was going out of my way to lend a hand, a helping hand, to a degree, to a degree, for a company that could easily be seen as not barbecue-related. And I know a lot of you guys come here to just to get barbecue and grilling stuff. You want to escape all the political crap that's going on. You want to escape your miserable work life. You want to escape the wife or the husband or whatever it is. But you want to get away from that for two hours, and that's why you come here live every Tuesday or however you're consuming it. But the show isn't always barbecue-related, and that might have been the case at 1035. So you might not have seen this company as barbecue-related. However, I could probably make a case or argument against that, of course, but really, I had a guy... Maybe the CEO of a company called Nadkins booked. Nadkins. Yeah, that's right. I said Nadkins. He was booked three weeks, shot over the confirmation email earlier this afternoon. Usually I get right back. Yeah, we're in. No problem. How are we going to connect this, that, and the other thing? I get the uh, traveling for the holiday. Let's go ahead and rebook. 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 You're making a rich man's wet wipe for dude's balls. Ball wipes are a little out of my wheelhouse. Chances of me going back to that well are like, well, let's go ahead and do the math. I have a calculator right here. All right, so we will take this times 100. Carry the one. And... Times zero. Oh, right. The chances are exactly zero. Zero percent that ball wipes will get rebooked on this show. All right, let's go to the hotline and welcome uh, Nadkin's ball wipes. Hello? Hello? Are you there? No, of course you're not there. Of course you're not there. Of course you're not. Ball wipes needing to get rebooked? No. And maybe my philanthropic self went a bit too far on this one. Maybe in this holiday season, I should go more Scrooge than Bob Cratchit. Ball wipes has to rebook. Holiday season for ball wipes. 
They're the latest. Out of here. Out of here. Show me the tapes. So if you're looking for the rebook of Nadkins, and by the way, I think it's nadkins.com, and the uh, the promo there might make you think twice about whistling ever again, ever again. I mean, shower, right? little powder. Might work. Showering in a little powder might work. No ball wipes. All right, folks, gang, if you're like me, you're trying to think of the easy and tried and true way of stepping up the barbecue and grilling game. Of course, no better or easier way to do that than by a little butcher barbecue. That's right. Head on over to butcherbbq.com. We all know Butcher, well-known for the injections, the pork, the beef, and now Prime Injection, the bird boosters, all that stuff. The Prime Injection has combined all the things love from their beef injection. Using its award-winning flavor enhancer, its ability to keep your brisket juicy, they've combined it with what has become the competition standard in beef flavor. Available for sale right now at ButcherBBQ.com. Now, now, perhaps you're looking for the following. Go-to rubs. Go-to sauces. Go-to products that have revolutionized outdoor live fire cooking and cooking in general. Then you've hit the mother load here as well, my friends. Butcher's Barbecue, a full line of award-winning rubs. Love the honey rub. Steak and brisket rub, rock solid. Chipotle, cherry. Triple Dave's Secret Master Blend. Of course, you have the grilling oil. (laughs) Folks, the grilling oil. We found the checkbook, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on a second. Where is it? What hallway? No. Yes? Wonderful. All right, we're back at it. Sorry. We thought we lost the checkbook. Wife comes in huge again. All right, now. The grilling oil is where it's at. So, I mean, I like the butter flavor myself. There is Chipotle. There is Steakhouse as well. Again, I say it each and every week. Shelf stable, so leave it out. You'll never forget it. A lot of that other stuff has to go back in the refrigerator. It's not safe. you got to keep it refrigerated. Otherwise, you can get AIDS and die. Nobody wants that, especially for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is coming up. You don't want AIDS and die because you didn't refrigerate your stuff. Dave's Grilling Oil, guaranteed no AIDS. And you're going to cook great, and it's going to taste good, and there's a billion different uses. Come on. Get on board. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. Oh, also, don't forget the sweet barbecue sauce. It's fabulous. Get a box of six. It's going to go fast. Trust me. uh, ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. And stock up now. Christmas is right around the corner. So's Hanukkah. So's um, all the different Christmas uh, or like holidays. You name it. Dave is ready to help you stock up for the holiday. Always trust your butcher. We're back with Derek Riches right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back.
Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by... Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. If you're looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. Medium size? Yes. Tailgate friendly? Yes. All of that. Plus, they can give you pellets to fire those cookers as well. You visit GreenMountainGrills.com and you can start loving your Green Mountain Grill. I love mine. You could love yours. GreenMountainGrills.com. Don Geiger weighing in. Yeah. Hey, Billy, your balls kind of smell, but I got you some Nadkins so you can clean them. Said no one ever. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. All right. My first guest needs no real introduction, especially when it comes to the history of this show. When you need reviews on products in the barbecue and grilling industry, this is one of the trusted sources in the industry, and you find him at bbq.about.com, and I am more than happy, excited, jubilated, whatever adjective you want to say, to have him back on the show. It's Derek Richards, ladies and gentlemen. Derek! Hey, Derek. How you doing? I'm doing absolutely fabulous. How are you? Good. How you doing? I'm doing absolutely great. You are uh, continuing to look ageless. And it's, I was going back through. I did a little history. It's been almost three years since uh, we have last chatted it up. A lot has changed in the industry, if you can believe it or not. Can you believe it's been three years? No, I don't. Yeah. I was thinking more like a year and a half. No, 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 no. Three years. 2013, if you can believe it. Where have I been? I, 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 since I'm interviewing, Derek, where have you been? Um, Traveling mostly, the world's barbecue trail? Well, mostly in this room, but um, I, just, I did take some time off for uh, about six months or so. All right, semi-retirement. So, semi-retirement. All right. Well-deserved, uh, but well-deserved to be back at it out of potential semi-retirement. So, uh, again, bbq.about.com is Derek's website. If you've never seen it, you're probably new to the Internet, of course. Uh, so let's get right at it. Uh, we, I'm a huge Weber fan. I've never been uh, shy about saying that. I think a lot of good things come from Weber, including warranties and customer service and parts availability and being able to fix if it's broke kind of a thing. And uh, last year they came out with that Weber Summit Charcoal Grill. Let me ask you about that. Uh, As someone who has seen a bunch of evolution through a number of different companies, what were your thoughts on that introduction, and and how have you seen it kind of gain traction in the marketplace? Um, You know, the first thing about the introduction of that was the fact that they managed to keep it under wraps so amazingly well. I actually asked the CEO about that, um, and he said only a handful of people even knew they were developing it. And uh, so that's how they're, you know, they, the fact that they kept it secret right up to the last minute was pretty impressive considering they have never been able to do that before. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's a specialty product. It's one of those <laughs> sort of, um, it's, well, okay, it's expensive. We acknowledge that. Um, and they've limited the distribution on it, um, but they wanted to have that full line, you know, fill out the line, kind of, you know, give people an alternative to buying a Kamado grill. Um, so, 
Yeah, it's nothing that hasn't been said before. Do you, do you think it's fair to try and classify that as some type of a competitor to the big green egg? I don't see it. I mean, like, I, I see that it's got, like, that double-walled situation, but I just, for as much as people wanted to make it, this is our sword against the big green egg or ceramic-style cookers, I don't know if I necessarily buy into that, really. Well, I mean, one, considering the fact that, that they're really limiting who's going to be carrying it, who's going to be selling it, it really isn't. It's not a competition. It's not, it's not being put out there to go up against the big green egg. I mean, you know, anyone who's been around for a while knows that, you know, people have a big green egg, and next to it people have a Weber gas grill. And that's always been that companion, and they wanted to fill out that space, but they're going to keep the price high. And they're going to, you know, push for the top end market on it. Functionally, it's a lot like a Kamado grill. Aesthetically, no, it's not. I mean, it still looks like a big black light bulb. So, um, you know, I mean, it can do the work of it if you like the way it looks. Um, we'll see what they're going to do in the future. Um, there's a possibility we might see a built-in version of that sometime in the next year or so. Um, it kind of depends on the direction that they decide to go after the new Genesis launch. Uh, I'm getting it. Sounds like a jet airplane is rolling through the room there, Derek. Uh, can you call the hotline on the phone by chance? Are you not, are you not hearing me? Uh, I just missed that whole thing. That was crazy. Oh. I don't, okay. It sounds well. like a jet was just like racing by. Maybe there's some... Uh, internals in the computer or something going on. I don't know. Uh, well, can you hear me now? Uh, it seems like it sparks up as you start to talk for whatever reason. Almost oh. like a auto-gain situation. Well, that's sure. kind of bizarre. Yeah. Can you, uh, can you uh, call into the hotline? Uh, yeah. You got I the number? Yeah. Stand by. What is breaking news? Authorities are investigating butcher barbecue. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Patrick. Patrick Paquette uh, with breaking news. Authorities are investigating Butcher Barbecue Base in Chandler, Oklahoma, after more than 200 heroin addicts were found to be in possession of containers of what they, well, of what the company claims is simply a flavored grilling oil. Arresting officers and a variety of addiction counselors are baffled by the addicts' claim that the use of grilling oils will prevent the spread of HIV. <laughs> See? It's not just for cooking anymore. You knew it. Patrick, working on his uh, comic game as well. Derek, do you need the hotline? Yeah, what's the number on that? 216. 216. 220. 0966. I can't hear you. 0966. Yeah. 
Yeah, there sounds like there's like a gain control something or, or other. All right, I'm going to dump you here. Okay. Brutal. Go back to the wood paneling. And let me retype it. Hopefully, I'm not giving them... No, I'm not giving them my work number. Uh, you know what? I can't even play that. Do you know if you play that song in... Um, yeah, it does. Or, yeah. I was getting like a jet taking off. It, see, it was okay, and then like four or five seconds into that uh, talk, man, boom. That thing just rises up. Got to go with uh, maybe earbuds. That might help. In sticking with the uh, Summit Charcoal Grill, I guess first and foremost, does anybody know? uh, Obviously, I know uh, uh, Max from Amazing Ribs had one. I don't know if he still has one. And there's a guy that I follow on Instagram, and you should follow him too because he's a Fabulous follow on Instagram. Uh, Tony and Mirabelle. I think it's Tony underscore Mirabelle or something like that. This guy's cooking all the time. Fabulous food. Uh, they obviously have some type of a Latin de- uh, Latin descent because they're uh, always cooking something with that Latin flair to it. It looks absolutely delicious. But he is always cooking. He's got a primo. He's got the summit charcoal. He's got a full line of Weber everything, gas grills, Weber Smoky Mountains, kettle cookers. He might, he just might be earning himself a spot on the show, I think. But he uses his summit charcoal grill a lot, a lot. So my thought is it's a great grill. I think my wife has been angling to potentially buy me one. I'm like, no, don't buy one. That's my hurdle is the cost. I mean, at $1,500, and that doesn't even get you the cart. That's a pretty big uh, That's a pretty big pill to swallow, I think. Derek. Hey, Craig. Hey. All right, there we go. Much better. I kept, I kept getting a busy signal. You did? Yeah. Oh, oh you know. Um, technology's gone bad. Yeah, here we go. So, uh, all right. So, uh, let's go ahead and uh, pick up there real quick. Um, we were talking about if the summit was being billed as like a, a big green egg killer, and you had said, "Hey, people have big green eggs. They also have uh, some type of a, of a Weber grill right next to it, so they're almost partnered that way." Do you do you think that Weber's happy with how that rollout is gone, or do they really have kind of a long term vision before they'll deem this thing a success or not? Well, I think that um, I, I don't think that they're trying to compete with with Big Green Egg or any of the you know ceramic stuff. I think they're you know they want to flesh out the full product line, um, and for those people who don't really care too much about how much things cost, but like Weber products, this gives them that option. Um, I think that you know there's the possibility that we'll see an insert unit on that sometime in the in a year or two you know for outdoor kitchens or things of that style so um we'll just kind of have to see what happens with that but i think they're happy with it where do you think you know? price wise it would be 
better. I mean, at fifteen hundred bucks for not the cart. I mean, that seems a little steep. And then for two grand with the cart, and those aren't even the suggested retail prices. So, is there a better price point that you think would make it a little bit more of a uh, hot commodity? I guess. I think that if they wanted, if they really wanted to go after the Kamado market on that, they would have shaved at least five hundred dollars off the price. And frankly, I think they could. Um, it, I think it's priced to where it is for the market that it serves, and that's just high, the high-end people who, you know, don't aren't aren't going to argue with that kind of price point. So, um, I think they can make a killing on it and only sell and not have to actually sell that many. Derek Rich is joining me from bbq.about.com. Uh, Derek, all right, so let's go ahead and talk about the main topic this evening, which is. The Weber Genesis, it is undergoing some type of uh, restructure or a new facelift or, or who knows. Uh, you've seen it in some form or fashion. Uh, what can you tell us about the new Weber Genesis? Well, what they've done is um, they've expanded the line to eight, eight units. They've, um, so there's a two-burner, three-burner, four-burner, and um, six-burner. I almost said five. Um, and it comes in the basic unit, what's known as Genesis 2, and then the higher-end, more stainless steel-appearing version of the Genesis LX. Um, I think that what they saw as one of the limits on the Genesis was that there was no variation in the size, and now they can accommodate pretty much the entire market space. And they're pretty confident that, that this is just, you know, this broadens their appeal and it expands their area, you know, across all retailers because they can offer, you know, really small versions or very, very large versions. Um, you know, the price range is like 500 to $2,000. So they're covering a really big track of land. Is the Summit Series gas grill still uh, viable at this point or is this Genesis line going to replace that to a degree? Uh, they're not replacing anything. They're going to continue selling both the Spirit and the Summit lines, oh. and there's going to be price overlap on those. So, you know, now you've got a choice of you can buy a three-burner Spirit or a two-burner Genesis for the same price, or you can buy, you know, the six-burner Genesis LX versus a four-burner Summit for the same price. Um, I, I think what will happen is they're just going to see how things sell and then kind of retract some of those. Um, from the market eventually, and some uh, spirit might just go away eventually. But um, my opinion is, and you know, when I asked about it, I kind of the coy smile, and that is, I think they're going to try and push Summit to a higher price point, you know, a higher quality, higher price point market space. So, where's the um, value in, you know, the the spirit line? I guess is is it widely known that that's been like pushed offshore and is made not here in the states? Um, well, a couple of years ago, Weber got in trouble for saying made in the USA on any of its products. So that's why they say things like uh, designed and engineered in Palatine, Illinois. Um, but I, you know, I think Spirit has done well on the bottom end in, you know, in the mass markets and the Home Depots and the Lowe's and stuff like that. We'll see what happens to it with the new Genesis. But the thing of it is, is that Genesis 2 is going to come out of the same factory in China that Spirit does. 
where's the value if you're consulting somebody on a grill do you would you steer them towards a genesis line now that you have even a lot more options to choose from is that still kind of where the the value or the best value lies in that genesis line well you know you were saying earlier that you know one of the things to like about weber is their warranties and their support and all that sort of stuff the new genesis line contains well what they're referring to as the GS4 cooking system. They've redesigned the burners. They're now top-ported, and they're tapered, so they're smaller at one end than they are at the other, even the flow, and they've put uh, stainless steel grommets into the ports to make them last longer. They've also putting a 10-year warranty on the igniters, which no one else in the industry has. So, you know, part of this redesign is to make it more... Um, more durable and to you know extend their warranties and really go with what their strengths are. Does top um, does top ported mean that the burners are running uh, north and south versus the east and west? Uh, no, it's it's going to be the same thing they've had since 2011. The knobs are all in the front. Yep. The burners run front to back, but the holes that the flame comes out of is now on the top of the burner instead of on the sides. Derek Rich is joining me here on the show. Um, when are they going to roll out? Are they ready for sale, or is that like a turn-of-the-year type of thing? Um, from what they're saying, some retailers in the south will see them in December. They'll start rolling out to retailers as those retailers have floor space uh, with the beginning of the year. I think their big push to really market it is going to be in March or April. But they'll be they'll be available soon. I mean, they they put all of you know they reduced the price on the old Genesis grills what almost two months ago to try and clear all those out. So you know they've been making space for these for a while. Uh, I was going to jump into the beef eater grills uh, with a portion of this segment, but we're going to run out of time, of course, because of technical difficulties. Let me ask you, with uh, Thanksgiving coming up here in just a couple days, Derek, what it's on your menu and what are the plans? Uh, actually, it's going to be a pretty quiet Thanksgiving around here. Um, we already cooked several turkeys this year, so uh, uh, nice beef fillet, and I think it'll just me and, be me and the wife for a nice, quiet Thanksgiving. Really? Look at you. Yeah, it's like the first time in forever that, you know. <laughs> I'm not going to be cooking all day long and packing stuff all over the place. Because of uh, who you are and, and the industry that you cover, are you widely leaned on to be the guy that is preparing stuff outside or kind of given the task to run the cooking point? Uh, that does happen a lot. I really try to I try to encourage other people to do stuff. So, you know, uh, if I find myself stuck at the grill, it's, you know, at somebody's party, I, I'll uh, – I'll try to offer a quick free lesson and then quickly turn it over to someone else. Uh, Derek, what's new, what's exciting coming up that we can get ready to talk about next time? Um, well, you know, I'm, uh, I've been working on some big long-term projects over this year, and uh, I can't say too much about that stuff as of yet, probably not to the beginning of next year. And right now I'm just starting to dig into um, – what's all new coming out in the product lines. And um, so, you know, there's there's going to be a ton of stuff, actually. I've just been digging through things. Um, you know, we could always talk about those no Weber briquettes and 
stuff as well. All right. Well, uh, you can find him at bbq.about.com. It's Derek Riches. And, uh, Derek, I'm really appreciative that we're able to hook back up again and uh, we'll uh, start recurring as uh, as you allow. I appreciate it. Yeah, sure. I'll try and uh, tune up my Skype, I guess, and see what's going on with that. All right. We'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. Yeah. All, All right. right. Thanks, Derek. Talk to you later. There he is. Derek Riches, bbq.about.com, and, of course, we are ripe with technical difficulties. It wouldn't be a show without it. You know I'm going to get 50 emails. Boy, you know, your show's always got some kind of technical difficulty. I think if you go back through the history of the show, uh, 99% of technical difficulty, not mine. The CHOPS Power Injector System, the NBBQA 2015 and 2016 Barbecue Tool of the Year. They come in three awesome sizes to fit your injecting needs from backyard cooks to caterers, restaurant chefs. There is an injector that's right for you. Let's break it down. The number one seller continues to be the half-gallon CHOPS Power Injector System designed for the competition or to pump up the backyard warrior just like me. So easy to use. Clean it, fill it, pump it, and go. If you just have one brisket or pork shoulder to do, you don't need to fill it all the way up. Just put in what you need. It uses it all. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector, 100 bucks plus shipping anywhere. The one-gallon chops power injector system designed for catering and bigger jobs holds double the amount of the half-gallon. That's why they call it the gallon. And... Some use it, like when you're doing MBN whole hog or 10 shoulders to get that perfect one. Comes with 14-gauge needle, two-replacement plastic needle adapter, three-plug screws, and a needle protector, 120 bucks plus you pay shipping. Then you have the CHOPS full power injector system, the electric and commercial competition big daddy. Not a holding tank this time, but a three-and-a-half-foot pickup tube you can put in any size container. From a few ounces to a 55-gallon drum, uses it all. Designed for Chef Rob. One of the best barbecue restaurants in Kansas City, and he has said time and time again that with the CHOPS full power injector system, his briskets are better than ever. It comes with metal needle adapters, 14-gauge needles, 3-inch, 12-gauge needles, 2-inch, 11-and-a-half-gauge needles, 3-plug screws, and a needle protector. $325 plus, you pay shipping. A number of the top pit masters in the world are using the CHOPS power injector system every day to make their barbecue better than the rest. Foodie Worlds. Flavor in every bite. This is how you do it, and you do it fast. And you can also inject alcohol into fruit. Every injector handmade in Kansas City, Missouri, USA. If you want extra accessories, they got them. You want to shoot medium ground spices, they got you covered for that. Everything that you need is right at the website. Barbecue Kansas City, B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E. Barbecue Kansas City, that's barbecuekansascity.com. Chops Power Injector Systems. Give your barbecue some power. All right, we're back with Jaina Tedisco right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back.
smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com. Your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com to purchase as well. Also, don't forget to go to CookinPellets.com and download their app. Let you know when all the cool shipping stuff happens. CookinPellets.com. All right. My next guest, the pit master of a team called A. Maisie Q. And... Last week, brought it back, Grand Championship fashion, at the Cowboys Fire and Ice Championship. So, without any further ado, let's go ahead and race over to the hotline and welcome Jaina Tedisco to the show. Jaina, how are you? I'm good, and you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Jaina. Appreciate you making time. Am I saying the last name right? Is it Tedisco? Yeah, that's right. Really? It just depends on where you come from. So if you say it incorrectly, I'm like, sure. Oh, okay. Well, tell me how to say it correctly. Well, I don't even think I say it correctly because it's T-O-D-I-S-C-O. But because I'm originally from the Boston area, I say it like Tedisco. Like people, when I say that, people usually say, oh, T-A-D. I'm like, no, I think I'm saying my own last name wrong. (laughs) So um, you can say however you want. I respond to anything. I'll just call you Jaina. How about that? That's even better. Great. All right. So uh, talk to me first and foremost about a little background on you and then, of course, how you got involved with barbecue. Okay. Um, really not an interesting story, but I'm just going to just give you the truth of the matter. Is I've always kind of been into cooking. I mean, always, always. And, you know, I had that typical Italian grandmother growing up and, you know, she always taught me how to just cook and it, it kind of worked out because I didn't really have a lot of friends growing up. So she kind of got me in the kitchen when everybody was kind of out on, you know, Saturday going to movies and I just stayed with her. So that was a lot of my teen years. And then in my early 20s, um, I went on a blind date with um, this gentleman from church and we happened to go to a barbecue festival um, locally and you know it it was just like the best experience ever I knew two things by the end of that date one was I was never going to date him again but uh, (laughs) the good thing was uh, the other thing was that I was going to somehow pursue barbecue probably for the rest of my life so it was a good date it worked out wow it made that much of an impression on you it really did and and you know I think growing up in, um, again, the, the heavy Italian influence, I never even had pulled pork or even under, I didn't even know what it was until I was like 21, 22. And I was eating it at this festival and I'm like, what is this? And he's like, it's pulled pork. Haven't you ever heard of it? I said, no, if it, you know, if it's not like smothered in marinara or like some type of like cannolis, I really don't know what it is. So that was kind of it. And, um, it was just such a different experience from what I understood food to be because I, again, it's just, it's not, it wasn't in my realm. It wasn't what I grew up with. So I think anything that is new just kind of like mesmerized me. And I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I got to figure this out. And that was kind of it. Jaina from a Maisie Q joining me here on the show. So uh, when did you decide to get into the competition scene? Was it soon after that? 
Yeah, so right after that, I um, started to go to more festivals, and, you know, I looked them up, like, on the Internet. I just kind of, like, Google them, and from there, I, I went to these competitions, and then I understood, then I started to understand that it was a contest kind of going on in the background. So then I'd kind of walk through the contest area, and I felt very daunted. And again, being, like, 22, 23, I was like, you know, I don't know if I could do that. But I noticed that you could judge. And I'm like, but judging I can do. Sure, I can do that. So I started judging. And then after a while, um, I I think a year or so into judging, I kind of bought my own I bought my own smoker. Not kind of, I did. I bought my own smoker. And then I'm like, all right, how hard can this be? And I just tried it. And after a while, I got more confident. And then I'd say after about like four or five years of judging, I was like, you know what? Let's just do this. Even if I, even if I don't do well, even if I come in last, even if everything, you know, doesn't even get there, get out there. At least I can say I did it and just, just jump in and do it. And that was, that was it. I did, I started with the tailgates and it kind of went from there. And I, and I just, I just kept doing bigger competitions and more competitions. The first year I did one, second year I did two and so on and so forth. How do you come up with the name A Maisie Q? Okay. So if you say it phonetically, it's a, it sounds like amazing Q, right? If you say it quick enough or fast enough, amazing Q, right? Yep. But again, back to my grandma, that always goes back to that. Her name was uh, Thomasina, and um, believe it or not, the short name or the short name for Thomasina is Maisie. So that's actually her name, Maisie too. Uh, and a completely unrelated story: my dad's mom's name is uh, Anastasia, and they called her Ronnie. I don't I have no idea. Like it's like one of the weirdest things ever. I don't know why I shared that. But I, felt, I felt compelled to finally no, get that out. It's I mean, it's so weird. Um, all right, so talk to me about uh, Fire and Ice Challenge, the first ever contest this year. It started all the way back in January. Uh, for the folks that aren't familiar with it, can you give me just a little thumbnail sketch on kind of how the points were accumulated and uh, how it worked to get into that Alabama final? Sure. I'm not a math person, so I will do my best to explain this on oh good on the most like generic terms so um cowboy charcoal worked in conjunction with uh the world food championships to um highlight the the women of america and beyond and what you do is you go in and sign up your team provided that the pit master is in fact a female so you have to be registered with kcbs as a female pit master so after you register it works just like uh kcbs team of the year if you're familiar with that so the more points you rack up and things like that the closer you get to the top so what they did was they took the top 10 at at, um close off and i think it was 10 31 i want to say so at the at the end of the season or the qualifying season if you will in 10 31 whoever stood in the top 10 would um have a trip down to the world food championships the top 10 and compete against uh the other women that fell in that bracket so, um, so I was obviously in the top ten and I went down. So when you get um, there, this is a two-day contest, correct? That's correct. So when you get there, you have two competitions. You have the first one, which is the grilling competition, which is the chef's choice. And you can do whatever you want. And then the second day is your typical KCBS when you compete with the remainder of the competition. So there was around like 100 teams. I could be off on that probably. Um, and that's everybody, all the barbecue teams. And what they did was they took the uh, score from the grilling and then the barbecue, and they um, had equally weighted at 50-50. Whoever had the top uh, scores from both was crowned the winner. 
Uh, what did you cook for the first day? I made a burger. Did you like it? Oh, yeah. I uh, love that burger. Is it like secret burger really... or like can you let me in on the whole like process? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I don't like a lot of my food and everybody will tell you that. Like, I don't. But this is one that I just do. I mean, you know, I just people will, will like what I make and I'm like, nah, I just need more salt. But this I do like. I make my own burger blend. Um, so I grind my own meat. And what I do is um, I just make it. Really nice and luscious. I real I use uh, just top quality meat, and I smoke it. I really smoke it, and I make everything from beginning to en- to end. The only thing I don't do really is the buns, and I normally would have, but I didn't have time with the with the um, fact that I had to travel down there. Normally, I probably would have, but I just didn't. But I made my own mayonnaise. I make my own. Um, actually, I take that back. I don't make my own bacon, but I do. I did put some pork belly on there, and I did make that. Um, I made my own tomatoes, uh, and I made it kind of like a grilled tomato, like I charred it, and I did like a little kind of like a little small dressing on it, and I put that on top. But I, I think mostly what makes my burger very signature is that smoke. So I smoke it instead of really grilling it. And you smoke it all the way through? Um, well, when, Will you finish it, it on the grill? With a grill. Okay. I let me clarify. I start off with a grill, so I pretty much I cook it on one side. I flip it, put my cheeses on, and I shut it, and I add um, just some wood to it, and I finish it off that way. It doesn't take too long usually because it's, I mean, it's probably around like 400 degrees when I do it, so it's probably done within five minutes. Especially when they, they were a little smaller because I did sliders, so you know they were done within four minutes. So it doesn't need a lot. Next day, you do the traditional KCBS barbecue competition, and uh, when they announce you as the first Cowboys Fire and Ice champion, uh, how does that stack up? Um, Can you say that? I'm sorry, I kind of you cut out for a little bit. Oh, what do you no. mean? How does did you say? Yeah, like how how does what are your thoughts as they're announcing you as grand champion? Oh, the moment when they announced me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it was very surreal. It really was. I mean, I knew I'll be nothing but honest with you. When I when I turned in my burger, I mean, I knew it it was going to do well. I really did just because it it had done well in the past. I ventured that burger before, so I knew it tasted great. Um and I actually had a, a person who had judged the burger category. He came over to me. He said, "Do you mind if I try your burger? I judge the burger category." And I said, yeah, sure. So I made him one. He goes, honestly, I tried six entries. And he said to me, he goes, your burger was better than all of them. And I said, okay, now I feel better about what I'm turning in. So I'm going in that to say that um, they called Kim Hicks third, and then they called Sylvie, Sylvie Curry second. And that is just phenomenal right there. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, wow. If if they called those two, which is just crazy, um, I have a chance. I didn't think I was. I was like, well, I know my burger did well. So I was like, maybe I'm either first or fourth or fifth. I kind of put myself there. I was like, you know, I'm that. I, I didn't think I came in, you know, ninth or tenth. Not, not that that's wrong or anything. It's just because I knew my burger done so well. So the equation in my head didn't say that. It said it's either fourth or fifth or first. And that's just it. You know, it just, it is what it is. So when they announced it, I just like, was like, no, that didn't happen. Because sometimes you get the feeling of always being the bridesmaid. So I was like, you know, I'll probably miss it again. Fourth place, no big deal. So it was just surreal. It was just crazy. I mean, I I kind of had to pinch myself and in in uh, 
Michael, who um, the um, who announced it, he kind of has a southern accent. So I I was like, did he say my name? Did he really say it? Because he kind of went amazed at you, and it was really cute. And I was like, but I, that's my name, right? It is. So it was just a euphoria, I guess. Uh, prize wise, uh, you make out pretty well uh, from a like a cash or, or jewelry standpoint too, I guess. Yeah, 5000 in in diamonds. So we went to the jewelry store, and a lot of the girls went that day, and uh, we picked out some nice jewelry. I had something custom-made, and I'm just waiting for it. And uh, when when it when it's ready, I think believe they're going to ship it to me. So I'm excited. Has a Cowboy mentioned to you, or did they say at the World Food Championships that this is something that they're going to fire up again for next year, pardon the pun? Yes. I mean, they did, they did mention that. And, of course, we know a lot can happen in a year, but – I really hope they do it because I just thought it was a great opportunity for everybody. I, I really hope they, they follow through with it. Jenny, do you think that we can put to bed now any speculation of uh, women pitmasters kind of being a novelty in competition barbecue? Certainly, it's still a male-dominated sport, but uh, I think if you start to look through the female pitmasters out there that are doing it, uh, they're pretty successful and they're kicking a lot of male ass. Oh, definitely. I mean... I'm going to come clean and say it. Um, that barbecue cook that I had on Saturday, it it wasn't my best. It really wasn't my best this year. There was nothing in there that I put out that was, like, my favorite this year. But but I'm going to say that the other girls did. Like, I can't express that enough. When I looked at their scores and I looked at them getting calls, you know, Sylvie is just phenomenal. Yeah. Tim Hicks got first place brisket. One of them got a 180. I'm like, I, you know, good for them. Good. Yeah, they should. They're amazing, you know. And Crimson Q got, got 180. It was just, it was amazing. So to me, if people don't think they can stack up, that you need to look at that. Because when they called five and down, the girls were mentioned at least two or three times. I mean, they're, they're phenomenal. There's no way you can discredit them and say they don't have a rightful place there. So, um you know, I'm glad. I was glad they shined that day. They did an amazing job. So to say that they really can't, or if anyone, you know, has that stigma still in their head, I mean, they better look at the scores because they, they, they tell the truth right there. That's right. Uh, Jaina, team-wise, uh, how many competitions are you looking to get under your belt in 2017? Oh, dear. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. If you ask me um, – well, if you ask my husband, he'd probably say uh, seven or eight, but I might say twelve to fifteen. Wow. <laughs> it really depends on who you ask. You're, you're the more you're the more aggressive seven. one. You're the more aggressive one. I am the aggressive one, and he actually has something. He has a name for me. He calls he calls me crazy, Jana. So whenever I get this glazed look in my eyes, and I'm like Pete, what? My, my husband says Pete. I'm like Pete. What are we doing that weekend? He looks at me. He's like, "She's coming out, isn't she?" And I'm like, "No, it's okay. The contest is only 12 hours away this time." And you know, just see this look. I'm like, "But we can do it. We really can." You know. And then I have um, this friend, uh, Chris, Chris Clegg, and Joan Clegg from um, Roadhog. And you know, he's kind of like the devil's advocate with me, and he kind of like plays to it too. And he's like, "You can do it, Jana. Just, just do it." I'm like, "Okay, I know I can." So. I'm probably going to say, to answer that long-winded question, I'll probably say around um, 10, maybe. I'd, I'd like to do around 10 or 11 next year. All right. Uh, Jaina from Amazie Q. She's your first grand champion at the Cowboys Fire and Ice Championship that took place uh, just a couple weeks ago and waiting on her five grand custom-made diamond jewelry to return to her. Jaina, really appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Thanks so much. 
Thank you for having me. It was a blast. Thank you, you so much. Absolutely. There she is. Jaina from Amazing Q. Jaina Todisco or Todisco. Or I was really hoping it was to disco because I've been known to disco. Hello. Awesome. I love talking to people that are excited about talking. I don't know if you could catch it in her voice or not, but she was pretty excited. I like that. As a host, I like that. Somebody that talks with some excitement and some passion. And who's ready to be honest? I mean, come on. Love it. Good job, Dina. <laughs> Idiot. Good job, Jaina. I saw Dean just post. He tricked me. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the Pit Barrel Cooker gang. Pulling the trigger on a new cooker can be nerve-wracking sometimes. I get it. Temperature control, fire management, what woods to buy, who needs the hassle? But I strongly suggest a Pit Barrel Cooker. The Pit Barrel Cooker makes cooking simple and fun, and it might be the most unique, versatile, and easy-to-use cooker on the market today. Imagine a cooker that will be able to turn out the traditional barbecue meats like briskets and burgers or pork shoulders while also being able to ramp up to do the burgers, chicken wings, and hot dogs. Versatility, all thanks to the revolutionary design that goes beyond traditional convection. Their hook-and-hang method places the food right in the center of the heat, so it's acting like a stationary rotisserie. Not only is the Pit Barrel a fabulous cooking vessel, it's aesthetically sexy as well. It's built to withstand heat thanks to its porcelain enamel finish. The Pit Barrel is able to stand up to any weather condition. Also extremely portable. Fits in the back of most vans, trucks, and SUVs. It's ready to go wherever you are. Let's go. Of course, barbecue folks, we love the accessories. The Pit Barrel doesn't disappoint here either. From rubs to the unique removable ash pan, the pit grips, turkey hangers, hinged grill grates. Might I also remind you of the brand new chimney that is sized perfectly for the pit barrel cooker. Best part, come on, $2.99, fully assembled, ready to cook on, ships free right to your door. Not only does the cooker ship free, but with so few returns in general, everything that they sell ships for free at the lower 48 continental states. Every day, no promos, no coupon codes. Don't take my word for it. AmazingRibs.com continues to sing the high praises. We're running out of good things to say about this simple, affordable smoker. There's nothing else like it on the market. End quote. Plus, it's won their gold division three years in a row. That's the highest rating, by the way. Here's what you do. Head on over to PitBarrelCooker.com. That's PitBarrelCooker.com and see what everybody's talking about. Check out the videos. Pick up one or two for yourself. And then thank me later. If you have any questions, contact them through their website or call 502-228-1222. That's 502-228-1222. And, yes, they talk to you on the phone. Humans that do that. New charcoal chimney. Got to check it out. Free shipping on everything. Free shipping. All right, we're back to wrap up the first hour right after this. Stick around. I'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show.
All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Your two points of contact information. Thanks again to Jaina from AmazeQ. Brought it strong. Also, before that, Derek Riches suffering through a little bit of technology. But we uh, relied all the way back on ye old phones to accomplish um, the majority of the segment that I was hoping to, uh, namely getting in some uh, good insight on the new Weber. Eight new products or uh, offerings from the Genesis line now and overlapping. So uh, as the Spirit line will overlap with some Genesis and then Genesis will overlap with some of the Highline Summit gas as well. How about that? I'm still uh, not going to buy into the fact that the Summit Charcoal Grill was born a ceramic killer or competitor. I don't buy it. I don't see it. In, in some small ways, I can see where one would want to make the argument. From a marketing standpoint, I don't see it. Why would you do that? I would never put the word ceramic or big green egg in any sentence I would do unless I'm the big green egg. That's just me. All right, we're going to step away. I'm going to refresh my libation. I would suggest you do the same thing. What's everybody doing for Thanksgiving? It's coming up in two days. You ready for it? You better be. It's getting too late. You better not have a 12-pound turkey in your freezer right now. You're screwed. Stick around. Be right back. Hi, I'm Johnny Dam, host of the Damage Report radio show. When I'm not falling in love with the First Amendment all over again, I like to sit back, relax, and rub my meat to the Barbecue Central show. And now your host, Greg Rempe. Go, Greg. Yeah, rub that meat. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how's it going? You have a great show of a big fan. Boing. So what, what, what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish, what? I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. We have top men working on it right now. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. hey Folks, you've found it. You've done it. Success has become upon you. You found the Barbecue Central show. That's right. We broadcast live and direct from Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm just rolling through some 
Facebook posts. Tim Dickey watching through Facebook. Tim, how are you? Uh, Danny Mounts is uh, also in. Danny, how are you? Jonathan Vaughn is in. Thank you, Jonathan. Kevin Terazuski is in as well. Look at you. Uncle Bubba is in. Wow. Also, uh, Lyndon Thomason Sapo. Look at Barbecue Bob Trudnack watching on Facebook, talking about Nadkins. How about that? Wow. Todd is in. Craig Tabor is in. Look at everybody on the Facebook. Awesome. Thank you for uh, poking in for one or two or three seconds or however long you were watching it. I'm very much appreciative. This Facebook thing is really taking off. I think it's going to be a hit. I think it's going to be a hit. Facebook is going to remain. I might say that it could be one of the biggest things that we might ever see, believe it or not. I'm making that prediction. Uh, at 1035, you can have some uh, Big Papa Big Papa Smoker stickers if you uh, want to play the game. You can also have a chance to win Better Late Than Never, Sterling Ball, his uh, debut CD, with hits like Oklahoma Hills, Let It Be Me, Gonna Build Me a Mountain, I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry, Steel Guitar, Rag, Boom, 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 and To You Sweetheart, Aloha. It's a seven-track album. Yeah, pieces of vital. Yeah, pieces of vital. Yeah, you know, pieces of vital. <clears throat> pieces of vital. So, if you're interested in getting Sterling Ball CD, who's a master at the fat neck, does anybody have any idea what that means? Two one six two two zero zero nine six six. Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com. Chad Ward still to come on this show this evening. That would be next segment. So the election is over. We have a new president-elect. If that was your president that you wanted to win, congratulations. If it wasn't, I don't know what to tell you. Everybody vote. Here's what I can tell you. Uh, Forget all this uh, protesting and blah, blah, whatever. You have a vote. Somebody wins. There you go. You have a vote. So don't be mad or angered at the people protesting unless... Those are the people that didn't vote. Holy crap. Get that big stuff out of here. Do you know that 46% of registered voters decided they didn't want to vote? Get that no thanks. Of all elections, of all elections, this is the one. That you've decided to abstain from. We don't want. This cat could not vote. Could not vote. He couldn't vote. Hi. 46. That's almost half. Almost half of people. Uh, Not of people. Of registered voters. Decided that of all of the elections. This one. I understand that voter turnout here in this country is predictably poor. I don't know why. A lot of other countries, I guess, are very jealous that we're able to do this. 
without a lot of violence and killing. And 46% of registered voters said, fuck it. I'm not going to do it. Maybe four years from now, Jeeves, please, Jeeves. Maybe four years from now, it might be worth it. I don't know what could be more important in four years. (laughs) I don't know. It is absolutely mind-boggling to me that that many people at that that high of a percentage didn't vote, regardless of who you're voting for, just didn't vote. If you're out there protesting, that's hog tom foolery and shenanigans. I think somebody else has something to say about this, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Greg, this is your mother calling, and I'm here to tell you, I remember when uh, voting first started, and you had to be of a certain age, and, you know, back in the olden days, uh, they didn't originally have voting, and then when I was a kid, they brought in this voting, and uh, then you could do, hey, who are you talking to? I'm talking to Greg. We're talking about voting. Who? Uh, Greg, he's your son, the guy with the show. You remember him? We're going to see him in a couple days for Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Greg. He's got a good show, I think. Yes, uh, fix yourself a martini while I talk to your son. I don't understand why all these people are not voting. It's they can do it. So next time... Then listen to me, mister. I'm listening. You get out there and did you vote? Did you? Yes, I did. I wouldn't be doing this if I wasn't out there voting. I'm telling you right now. Outrageous. You better. I would smack you around plenty. What? Don't threaten that boy with violence. You know how he gets. He's very scared and weak. Oh, never mind you. What? I said, go back into the kitchen and leave our conversation, mister. I'm going to go in the kitchen and make a martini. Now leave me alone, woman. Yes, uh, I'll leave you alone. Okay. I can't wait to see you in a couple of days. Um, we're very happy you could find yourself free to come over to your brother's house. You know, the one with the real job. Yeah, the one with the real job. <laughs> That's good. I have a real job. Uh, yes, of course you do. We're very proud of you down here. Very proud. All the time we're talking about uh, you, the big shot. Okay? All right. Yeah, tell him I said goodbye. Your father says goodbye. What? I, I'm telling him you said goodbye. Oh, yeah. Tell him I said goodbye. I, okay. Uh, honey, your father says goodbye, and we'll see you soon. All right, Mom. Thanks for calling in. Bye-bye. That's my mom. Calling it. If you've never seen my dad, I believe my dad was up there too. How about that? They're they're a pair. Hoofa. So look, all politics aside, forty six percent of the voting registered public cannot not vote. It can't happen. Never do it again. Or I will talk about it again in four years. I know I'm a little behind the times here, but holy Christ. 
People should be protesting the 46% of people that didn't vote. Uh-oh. That's the protest. Oofa. I've brought this up as a topic before. I'm transitioning now. Police, according to meetingplace.com, allegedly reportedly, according to meetingplace.com, police raid Florida horse slaughter facility. What? Uh-oh. A Florida man has been arrested in connection with illegal horse slaughtering in an unlicensed rural slaughterhouse in western Miami-Dade County, according to the Miami Herald. Manuel Coto Martinez, 70, has been charged with selling illegal horse meat a felony in the state that's punishable by at least one year in prison. On Friday, police raided the facility after the man allegedly sold horse meat to an undercover officer. The sale of horse meat for human consumption is banned in the United States, but the prohibition is subject to annual congressional review. There's no federal law prohibiting the transport of horses across American borders for slaughter in Canada or Mexico. Some American companies have tried to start up horse slaughter plants in recent years to no avail. However, thousands of horses are transported each year to Mexico and Canada for slaughter. Canada, are you eating horses? Canada, come clean. No one knows more about the black market horse meat trade than Dave Bosca. Dave, is Canada eating horses? What? Sucks to be Manuel Coto Martinez, 70. He's facing a year in the Hooskow. I'm pro horse meat. I am. I know Dave's with me. We're pro horse meat. We're going to be speaking at the Prohibition hearing next uh, this coming year, 2017. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the longest-running sponsor of the show located in Warminster, Pennsylvania, the Barbecue Guru. Gang, if you've been thinking about automatic pit temperature control devices... Stop here. This is the company that started it all. They created this technology. Why are you going to buy it from anybody else? Ridiculous. Not familiar with how they work? Let me tell you quickly. Imagine setting your pit temperature, and once set, a product keeps it running at that temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's not. You can take advantage of this technology right today. Maybe you're a busy working professional like me, or... Perhaps you're constantly on the run with kids doing errands, and quite frankly, you just don't have the time to set around and tend those pit temperatures. The Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt or a brisket or a couple slabs of ribs, and you're off to do whatever it is that you need to get done, and the Guru maintains that pit temperature you set it at. How about the uh, Party Q? Yeah, about 130 bucks. Fits on all of the cookers, and that's your, let's call it, cruise control. No internal temperature of meat monitoring, not there, just for the pit. Now, you want internal temperature of meat monitoring as well, CyberQ Wi-Fi. Plus, you can hook it up to all sorts of Wi-Fi connectivity. You never even have to get out of bed anymore. Your phone, your tablet, your computer, your netbook, hook it up. There might be a new Onyx oven coming out, Bob Trudnack. What do you say about that? I see a segment interview in our future. Plus, oh, my God, it's so funny. Head on over to the Barbecue Guru right now, thebbqguru.com, and uh, see Mo Kaysan and Bob Trudnack become high comedy with their new commercials. They're fabulous. Somehow, Bob Trudnack talked Mo Kaysan into jumping out of an airplane while the party queue or uh, the Barbecue Guru is cooking because the guru has your back. Head on over, thebbqguru.com, or call them, 800-288-GURU. 
They'll get fit, they'll get you outfitted with exactly what you need. Okay? TheBBQGuru.com. TheBBQGuru.com. Chad Ward from Whiskey Bent Barbecue and Whiskey Bent in the Pit. Coming up out of the break. Stick around. Be right back. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back to 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. The segment of the show being brought to you by Unknown Smoker Accessories, purveyors of made-in-the-USA stainless steel barbecue and smoker lid hinges, barbecue accessory hangers, rocket-hot chimney grillers, heavy-duty aluminum foil dispensers. To find products from Unknown Smoker Accessories, keep your gear where it needs to be at arm's length and ready for battle. Visit unknownbbq.com slash shop. And a promo code REMPE at checkout for 15% off. It's the holidays, R-E-M-P-E, unknownbbq.com. All right, my guest in the second hour had a 180, better known as Perfect Chicken at the World Food Championships. Also, I believe, RGC first day. Look at this guy, Chad Ward, Whiskey Bend Barbecue. Chad, how are you, buddy? Hey, Greg, doing well. How about yourself? Absolutely fabulous, Chad. I always appreciate you making time for the show. And uh, you had a live show this evening, uh, second one of the year, I believe. So uh, what's it feel like getting back in the saddle? Well, we uh, we got in the saddle, but the saddle was not warm. No? No, we had some uh, technical issues on the <laughs> color volume. Oh. So I guess that's what happens when you take four to five weeks off. Well, and, and I checked all my levels. I did, I, like I was here like an hour and a half early, and um, yeah, and it still just shat the bed. So um, I think I've got it worked out. I'm going to do a full test tomorrow and uh, try to get that same lineup next Tuesday. They've all committed to come back. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a, a epic fail. Hey. Well, at least we gave it the old college try. I think perhaps it was contagious because a little bit of that might have carried over into Derek Rich's computer, I think. It could have. And and, and, and can I offer like a 30-second kind of thought from Derek's uh, discussion earlier? Yes, go ahead. All right, so cover this up. I'm I, just talking as a specialty barbecue store owner. Yeah, you are, by the way. I think the reason Weber's having a hard time with a higher end grill is they've shit on the specialty stores. Really? Yeah. They, 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 Whoa. Yeah. No, no, no. They, they, they've decided they're going to make their money in the Home Depots and, and those kind of places, which is fine. There, there's plenty of money to be made there. But once you break that, some, I mean, different research will show you once you break that. Five to six hundred dollar price point. Yeah, it, it, it takes a true sales approach. You can appreciate that, Greg. You're a great salesman. You 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 have to coax somebody to get that off that. At, the average spend on a barbecue grill is four hundred dollars. 
And once you get above that $400, it takes some, some coaxing and you're not going to, you're not going to get that. You know, if, if John Smith just walked you over to show you where the, uh, the thumbtacks are, he's not going to educate you on why you need a stainless steel, big green egg. You know what I mean? It, it, it's just not going to work. And so I, I think that's why as they get to these higher price points and more complex, you know, roles, it, it, they're going to struggle a bit because they've went so mass market. Um, and I'll tell you what, man, I wanted to be a Weber dealer from the day I opened the doors and they made it as difficult as possible to become one real. And guess what? I called up Napoleon grills and the dude flew from the guy. When I called him, I actually knew who I was and flew from Atlanta the next day to be here and set us up as a dealer. And so that's who I carry from a gas and charcoal point of view that way. And then obviously I'm an, I'm an egg dealer also along with a Traeger dealer and a stump stealer. But, but I, I think just what Weber kind of thumbing their nose, especially retailer long-term, if they want to up their margin and, and, and up their overall sale, it's going to hurt them by doing that. Do you think that this, do you think that the charcoal summit cooker is a, a long-term play for them? Or do you think that in a year or two, you're going to see the price go down by half so they can flood more in? Yeah, I think it'll end up being a glorified Bubba keg. Really? Yeah. Do you like it? Have you seen it? No, I, I've seen it. I've, uh, yeah, I've seen it. I've been walked through it. I've had a chance to, to, to go through it, and, I, and, and it's it's well built. I mean, it's 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 good, but I I just don't know that people that are going to spend that kind of money, it's hard to talk them off the egg. I mean, look, I I, I sat here when I opened the store. And I went back and forth on, do I go with Primo? Do I go with Kamado Joe? Do I go with Egg? I went with Egg, and it's one of the best decisions I made in the store. How, how do you go? Help me through the decision-making process. I mean, are does uh, do any of those ceramic cooker represent, and I don't know how the, the conversation or how the meeting goes, but do they want you to be only one ceramic cooker, or is it up to you since it's your store, you can carry Primo and Big Green Egg and Kamado Joe and Grill Dome and on and on down the line? I, I'll, I'll tell you this, Greg. I, I'm one of those people that believe, you know, if, if, when the ship sails, you need to be on it. And so I'm never going to be one of these stores that carries, you know, three ceramic brands, you know, four charcoal brands, three gas brands. Hey, man, I'm going to pick the best in breed, and that's what I'm going to offer you because I've got to believe in it. My employees have to believe in it, and we've got to be the sharpest people inside of this county and central Florida area on that grill. And so no, nobody told me, I mean, Kamado Joe would probably still love to come into the store. Um, Primo would probably still love to come into the store, but I made a big green egg decision. And that's the one as a, as an owner of, of, of this you know company I'm going to stick with. And, and, and I'll tell you what, it hasn't let us down because they, they do a great job of, of, of marketing and they put a ton of money into it. So I think that's why they've owned the ceramic market. Do you think that it is fair to call the big green egg the, uh, I call it the hybrid. You can do the hot and fast grilling on it. You can obviously do the low and slow barbecue. So when people originally come in, if they're not super educated on price per se, they're going to see 
an extra large or a large, they might do a little shitting in the pants because they see the price tag on it. But is it really easy for you from an education standpoint to say, hey, look, you're actually getting two cookers in one? No, it, it is. And, and I'll tell you what, here's here's the, honestly, here's the natural progression of a whiskey bent customer. Somebody comes in and they, they, they want to get off their gas or, or charcoal grill and they want to start, you know, they want to get off the grill and they want to start smoking. And so we walk them through and usually they come in and say, man, I, I just want to start smoking meat. And we'll say, okay, well, we've got, we've got really, you know, a couple options for that. And you kind of, you know, well, where's your price point? Well, I'm, I'm pretty open. I've, I've got some money. I've got some budget. <laughs> and so you kind of walk them away from the three-in-one Napoleon, which is the WSM equivalent of theirs. Yeah. And, and you take them over and you say, okay, well, let me show you the egg. And then let me show you the Traeger, both of them. And let me talk you through it. And I will tell you, I just looked through our database the other day. What usually ends up happening is they start with a Traeger. And they'll buy the Traeger, and they'll kind of get about a year they have it. And they kind of get their chops down, and they really, really like it. And they're like, but, man, I want to start doing pizzas at, at 750, 800 degrees. I want to start messing around with these other things. And then they end up coming and buying a large or extra large egg to go right next to their Traeger. And they say, hey, look, Monday through Friday, I cook up my Traeger. Because it's yeah. super, super simple. Right. You know, I go out there, I start it up. I, you know, I go out there in my work clothes. I start it up. I go in, I change, I season up my meat. And then by the time I'm ready to go, it's ready to go. And I throw it on and I cook and we've got the family taken care of, you know, within 20 minutes. Whereas, but hey, man, on the weekend, when I'm wanting to like tend to fire and, and have that primitive feel to things, or I want to just kind of you know do some different things and and get that high heat up. Uh, I like to fire up my egg, and, and I think that's pretty unique. I mean, but we have, like I said, well over thirty customers that own both, uh, just out of this this main store here, and uh, I think we'll probably see another twenty customers do that through the holiday season. Are you seeing a spike up in interest as a? industry as a whole in this whole like uh, pizza in the backyard type of thing. I mean, it's always been fairly popular, but typically you've seen a pizza stone on the grill. Uh, you've heard about it on the big green eggs, like you've said, but now there's, you know, this pellet device that I had a guy on last week, uh, the, the uni pizza, and you're seeing uh, people importing Italian pizza ovens from Italy and the list goes on and on and on. Are you seeing a more of a is it is it a flash in the pan or a fad type of thing or is this something that's really going to be taken off? No, I I think it, I, th- I think it's real. I mean, I think people like, I mean, people love pizza, but I think they they really I mean they like that fact of being able to cook it themselves. And at, um, look, at, look at that guy, <laughs> and having that um, and, and having that personalization to it. I'll tell you. You know, some of the funnest parties I've ever thrown at my house have been, you know, taken and have individual doughs that people can roll out, have a big, you know, buffet line of cheeses, toppings, those type of things, and have a couple of hot cookers that they can throw them on. I mean, it's a great time. You know, it's an easy way to personalize things. And, and dude, hey, I'm a pizza guy. Look at me. But. There's something about that crisp on the crust of a pizza, that wood fire crisp, that's delicious. 
Chad Ward, Whiskey Bent Barbecue, joining me here on the show. Uh, Chad, let's talk a little bit about a couple weeks ago. Uh, well, I guess it ended last week. The World Food Championship. So in the last three years, it's been in three different locations, Las Vegas, uh, then in Kissimmee, I believe, or Celebration, and then okay. this year in uh, Orange Beach, Alabama. So I guess from your talk show point of view and evaluating, and you've been to all three of the ones that I had just mentioned, from a location standpoint, how does Las Vegas compare to Celebration, compare to Alabama, and we'll work down from there? Well, I will tell you, um, we've had the opportunity to cook four of them, uh, and, and we've been fortunate enough to finish after day one in the top ten of all four. Um, the first year, they was in Vegas, and they had us down Fremont Street, which there was good and bad to that. Um, the bad was trying to make sure the vagrants stayed out of your smoker. The good part was at two o'clock in the morning, you could throw your meat on and then walk over to the El Cortez and get a Bud Light and a cup of coffee and a hand of blackjack. I kind of like that part of it. Uh, year two, they had us over there by the D, which is still an old, and I like old Vegas. I like the old strip. Um, but they had us over there in kind of a controlled lot. And that was the better of the two in Vegas. And then we went to Celebration. was not a big fan of Celebration. That's going to be at the bottom of the list. Why? Um, well, first off, barbecue was segregated from the whole rest of the WFC. Like, they, 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 it was like a segregation thing. Like, they bust us over to awards. And, and I will tell you, for anybody that's been at the WFC, there's a reason barbecue is always last at every award ceremony. And that's because we're kind of the rock stars of WFC. Like it's what makes people stay around. Like we are the, the OGs of, as Mike McLeod would say, food sport, you know, because competition barbecue has been around so long. So we literally got bust over to the awards grounds and celebration. And, and man, even when you got there, I know this from being in Central Florida. Those those people that live in Celebration live there for a reason. It's so they don't have to deal with 80 barbecue teams trouncing <laughs> on their grass. Okay? <laughs> um, it, it was just that you could tell, man. It was an oil and water mixture from day one. So I can totally understand how that was a one-year agreement. Now, I will tell you, Orange Beach this year was good. It, it, it was it was great. I mean, they, they were, you know, when you went out to the restaurants or, you know, you went to go buy meat at Publix or wherever, they knew you were there. They were very appreciative. It was it was very cool. So if I had to rate them, it would be um, the last year in Vegas, number one, Orange Beach, number two, and Celebration, number three. From a city's standpoint, if, if a city's going to be hosting a World Food Championship, what's their win? Is it just the sheer volume of people coming in and it's hotel revenue and it's restaurant revenue and all this stuff? Or is there something else that isn't visible to the common man? No, I, I think it's all that, you know, economic, you know, just like, you know, you got kids in sports, your girls are awesome athletes. Um, you know, the economic impact when a AAU regional tournament drops down somewhere or an AAU, you know, national tournament drops down somewhere. It's all about, you know, you know, heads in beds and what are they eating and what are they drinking? And I, I think with the the food world, 
you you that that's even a so let's say the the competition volleyball volleyball world is a one x. I think the food sport world is about a one point two to one point three x because we like to socialize, we like to drink, we like to eat really good food. So I think we're going to even bring more money into an economy than a a high school you know or AAU event. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So. From a logistical standpoint, is it easy to work around in uh, Orange Beach, uh, easy in, easy out, or is there a little bit of a pain in the ass on that? Well, I got to say, man, I, I got to give huge thanks to my buddy Griff that cooks with me. Uh, Carl had everything set up. I flew into uh, New Orleans on Friday afternoon, drove over to Orange Beach, about four hours there in Friday traffic, and... um when I got there, man, it was super easy. It's like, hey, man, you can pull up here, like, you know, two tents down and find a parking space. And, you know, we were able to go over, and I, I saw our cook site, and you know, we got prepped up. And then he's like, hey, man, come over and see Kitchen Stadium. And it was literally like a, a just an easy walk. And then we saw where the top ten for barbecue would be the, the next day. And it was, yeah, it was all very well, you know, very good logistics. And then the awards are right there in the wharf around all these restaurants and condominiums. And I, I thought it was laid out very nicely. From a cook's standpoint, uh, first day you have to qualify. You have to, what do you qualify into the top 10 to cook the second day? Yeah. All right. So in that day you take reserve grand champion. Yeah. Which one, I'll tell you what, 180 chicken. Yeah. 180 chicken. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the funny part is I got to get my buddy Luke Darnell, which, you know, you had on last week. Yeah. Barbecue champ, fourth overall. Um, Bill Gillespie, me and him have had a couple of talks about chicken. And, um, I've, pra- you know, he, he gave me some pointers. I practiced, cooked him. I cooked him in a contest, finished fifth. I cooked him in another contest, got, got hammered. And I was going to go back to my old chicken recipe. And I got on the plane in uh, Salt Lake City. And I got to thinking about it. I'm like, man, I think I'm going to change chicken up and go back to what me and Bill talked about. So I, before the plane takes off, I, I message Luke and say, Hey, do you have this and that? And he goes, yes, I got them. And the two things were, uh, the vacuum sealer and meat glue. And he goes, yes, I've got both. And I said, okay, uh, can I borrow them? You know, or pay you for them or whatever. He goes, no, 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 no man. What's yours is mine. So literally I got there on Friday, went over, gave him and little general a hug and I uh, got the stuff from him. And, uh, Came over, hugged Griff, told him thanks for everything, and started prepping chicken. And so it was a program I've only competition-wise ran three times. But I'll tell you what, Greg, it's the best chicken in my, God, like, nine, I hate to say this, nine-year career now, counting backyard that I've ever cooked. And what I know is we were not in the, the toy hauler, the plush fifth wheel. We were just in our 20-foot cargo trailer. So I kept, when the category was over, I kept putting the leftover food up in this big pan. And after I turned in ribs, I grabbed a piece of chicken and bit it. And it was still the moistest chicken I'd ever ate. And I kind of turned the other, the other piece of the other side around to Griff. And I was like, dude, taste this and tell me if I'm crazy. He tasted it and he goes, man, that's, that's just, that's kicking, man. He's like, we should, we should get a chicken call today. Because, dude, that's a murderer's row when you yeah. look at that group. Oh, yeah. You know, you're not sitting there going, oh, we should win chicken today. That's not our style. 
But man, hey man, that's that's still really good. We should get something today. And uh, yeah, man, when they called first place chicken with a perfect 180, it was wow. Because uh, we've never had a perfect score before. So that 180 was, uh, it really meant a lot to me. But you got to realize that was the first category. And being a guy that's made the top 10 the last three years, that was cool. But I just wanted to cook on Sunday. So when you get the reserve grand championship, you're obviously locking down to cook the next day. But that's a stellar finish, uh, again, amongst the team or amongst the field that has really good teams in it. And, and I'm going to tell you, man, the other three categories, we we did a lot of great barbecue CPR. Um, the ribs, they, they they were dry. They were dry, but they, they were really tender. Like, the, like the, the tenderness score didn't kill us, but the uh, the, the flavor kind of did because they, they had just dried out. Um, did a little bit of barbecue CPR on them. I think brought them back a hair. And then the pork, man, I only had one good money muscle. Out of four butts, FBX style, we cooked four butts. And um, but I'll tell you what, you know, it's amazing when you when you think ahead and kind of have some au jus really hot, have some sauce really hot, and and you can work all that back together. It's amazing. And then in that whole brisket, I cooked a a nineteen and a half pound A nine Kobe brisket from Sean McCranny over at Mash Purveyors. And somehow the cook got off on it, and I had eight good burn-ins and eight really moist slices. And that's what we put in the box. And it was not by far. I'll tell you what. From a cook's point of view, we had a much better cook this weekend at Plant City. We finished 11th out of 38 teams. It's just the way that, you know, sometimes you've got to make great, you know, Peyton Manning type, you know, on the fly decisions to improve things. And sometimes, man, you get a little bit of luck. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes it's better to be lucky. Yeah. But, but at the same day, we put good enough food out there that we didn't score fourth, fifth, or sixth at our table. You know what I mean? And, and that's the thing. I mean, I'm going to say, yeah, did luck play into it? Sure. But did some of those, I've always said that last five or ten minutes of the cook, can make such a huge difference. And we were fully prepared because we knew our stuff was going to need that to have a chance to make the top 10. Jay, can I hold you over for uh, just a little bit in the second segment? Greg, why do you think I, I went long at the beginning? Of course I Put want a second segment. All right, hold on a second. We'll be right back with Chad Ward from Whiskey Bent Barbecue. Let me talk to you quickly about Cook Shack. That's right, folks. Cook Shack manufactures smoker of holy shit. Cook Shack manufactures smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of barbecue experience. For the competitor, for the five-star dining facility chef, for somebody like me, Cook Shack has a unit that will do the job and with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks. The perfect one-stop shop. Cook Shack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes Online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, smoking, grilling 101s, and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website at cookshack.com or follow them on Instagram, the Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, or Google+. Get advice and share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. They still have a barbecue forum. Cookshack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion, Ed Fast Eddie Martin. 
The FEC 100 and PG 1000 are always customer favorites. The PG 1000 can double as a smoker and a grill. Low and slow or hot and fast. The pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. Cook Shack residential electric smokers are the number one smoker in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can cook in your oven, you can make in a Cook Shack. Passion, dedication drives Cook Shack's manufacturing. With quality always being at the forefront. Get the best in barbecue since 1962. Call 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. Or visit their website, cookshack.com. All right, more Chad Ward coming up. Stick around. We'll be right back. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. If you have a question for Chad Ward, whether it be competition related or I want to buy something and do you have a, what the hell? And you have a retail question or Traeger related, but whatever. Call it in. 216-220-0966. Alright, Chad, thanks for hanging with me through the break here. And pushing so great food, a reserve grand championship. You're cooking the second day, so how do you turn it around? And you're certainly no stranger to those, you know, two day cooks, whether it be an American Royal situation or something like the World Food Championships. How do you turn it around for that second day? Well, I'll tell you, we uh we made a decision as a team that we were going to uh, have a good time until midnight and then we're going to shut it down. We're going to enjoy it. And that's what we did. And then it came down to in years past, Greg, you know, last year there was not a top 10 barbecue. Um, The two years before that, there was the first year we were in ninth or 10th. Yeah. We were in 10th and had to make our way all the way up. And so we did bison tri-tip. Well, the only problem there was there was no recipe card. So I don't think we got any difficulty points for cooking bison over cooking beef tri-tip. Second year, we had won the ancillary um, and Cornish game hen with a wonton taco. So we made the top 10. We decide, well, shit, we'll stay with the taco thing. We made a, and it was surf and turf that year. We had salmon and we had whatever beef we wanted to use or whatever meat. Well, the problem was I had a a trapper that had caught me a bear. Like a real trapper. Yeah, I had a bear. I had a bear on lockdown. (laughs) I was going to use Brad Orson's from the shed's pit. And I was going to cook that bear running style. What? Hot fast. Hot and fast for two hours. Really? I was just going to get the loin off of it, man. How big and How big was the bear? It was like 800 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> what? Look, the trapper already had a field dressed. Brad had already said I could oh use his hot. Oh, my God. We were going to do it. 
Because, dude, think about that presentation. I was going to cut the head off that bear <laughs> and, have, and have a salmon fillet in his mouth. There is nothing that says surf and turf like a salmon in a bear's mouth. You're damn right. So, little do you know, this was a <laughs> bogus trapper. So, no thank way. God we had 30 pounds of skirt steak in the cooler. So, we, we, we get the word about 20 minutes into go time. Trapper's not coming. We got no bear. So we did skirt steak tacos and salmon tacos. Well, me and Matt Van May got a little overzealous on the salsa. And it was great. People loved it. Oh, it was hot. It was real hot. So year two, I think we moved from nine to six. So this year, me and Griffin talked about it. We're like, dude, we're going to go ultra conservative. Leave the elements out of it. And let's just look at that eat mentality that they have at World Foods. Execution, appearance, taste. And so we just reverse seared a pork tenderloin. And we slid from two to nine. Wow. So I'm sure the judges hated it. I thought for me, <laughs> I mean, that tenderloin was about 130 to 131. Yeah. We reverse seared it. When we pulled it off, it was about 145 to 146. Perfect. Sliced it. I mean, dude, it was so good. But here's the thing. We hit the table seventh, and there had been spinella, ribeye, tri-tip. There had been all these ultra-rich meats that hit the table before us. And I think when the judges got it, and, and I'll tell you what, Griff made a grilled fruit salsa that was unreal to kind of, because we went kind of heavy on the barbecue flavors, heavy reverse sear smoke. And, and I've heard from a couple of judges, we were the only entry to really have smoke on it. And, dude, that, that fresh fruit salsa cut through it. It was a really nice bite of food. But I think after you've, I mean, Greg, you've ate spinella, ribeye cap. Dude, that. Dude, don't get much richer than that, bro. Unctuous. And, and hey, I don't care if you're taking Duroc pork loin and putting it on top of that. It's going to be a bit washed out. So that, I think yeah. that was our issue. That's right. So, I mean, it's 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 uh, it's really how you're hitting. Maybe if you hit that table first or second, you're, you're not. Right. Well, if you're going to slide, it's at least not a seven-place slide. That's a pretty significant no. slide out. No. Yeah, it, it goes from maybe two to four. Or two to six. Or maybe not. Yeah. I mean, but that, that shit was like shoots and ladders, dude. Woo, hang on. And you then, know what I mean? It was, it was bad. And Luke Darnell, almost like uh, completely the opposite. I think, what did he end yes. up being, like fourth or fifth or sixth or something like that? And he jumps yeah. all the way up. But I'll tell you what, the three years I've been there, and, and, and what I kept going back to was the first year I was there, and, and me and George from Pitmaker – and our teams saw each other at three different stores that Sunday. And George, finally, we walked out of Whole Foods and he said, I'm going to cook what I know. And that's half chickens. Yep. And went from nine to one with a perfectly executed half chicken. You know, and then, and then watch Jim Elser, you know, the following year. Perfectly cooked salmon with a perfectly cooked steak, filet. And a mango chutney over the top of it. You know, that's simple. You know what I mean? So we thought we would do that this year, but we just didn't go rich enough. But you live and you learn. Look, in the end, simple still wins, right? Because Kerry Luke 
wins yeah. with stake. Oh stake wins it. Yes. With a beaut- I mean, I'll tell you what. I, I saw that stake, and I'm like, I don't know that I'd give $100,000 for that bite, but I'd, I'd, I'd get in a group to hear how it tasted. Um, and, and I'm fortunate enough to be friends with Stuky and a couple other people that I said, hey, man, how, how was it? And they said, oh, my gosh, man, it was just an unreal bite. You know, I mean, it was just so, so good. And um, and I, I think that's awesome, man, that, that, that it's still simple flavors win. Uh, Chad, let me ask you something. From a host's standpoint and somebody who's been involved since the first year it rolled out and moving on, for the people that don't understand, and perhaps it's not even mentioned in circles at all, or, or maybe nobody wants to mention it unless somebody's asked about it. But if you look back through everybody that's won the whole damn thing, and especially last year when Barbecue was actually the one that won the whole damn thing, Barbecue Pitmasters have World Food Championships on lockdown. The people that yeah. won steak this year are barbecue competitors. Lauren Hill won it last year, barbecue, barbecue competitor. Porky McBeef won it with, like, carrot cake, but he's yep. a barbecue competitor. I mean, I think this is showing... By and large, year after year, and as you said, barbecue's the rock star. But it's not just barbecue, multifaceted no. cookers out here. No, I, I completely agree, Greg, and I think that's because we go through those paces every week. We understand the timelines. We understand the deadlines. We understand, you know, why you need finishing salt, why you need finishing rub, why you need to hit that with a little bit of sauce, a real hot sauce on the way out. We understand, whereas a lot of these chefs are coming out and they're 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 putting out great food, but it's going to a layman's palate. Whereas we're prepared to serve food to a palate that will critique. Does that make sense at all? Yeah. I mean, I mean, we understand those those just small small things that can help take a dish from being average to above average. Overall thoughts of this past year's World Food Championships? I like it. I, I I will I will go on the record right now. I have not talked to Mike McLeod uh, besides shaking his hand at the end of it and saying, Mike, you get you and your team did a great job. Um, I think WFC will be back in Orange Beach next year. Do, do and, th- and I would encourage as many people to come as can. Do you think that uh, this is now? born itself out as being something that's just going to happen every year. Maybe it's not going to be in, you know, Orange Beach forever, but maybe it's found a home and that's where it's going to be. But do you think the tournament itself has borne out enough and fleshed itself out enough to be something that's going to happen every year and that everybody's going to be looking forward to taking part in it? I'll tell you what, I really do because you, you know, as barbecue guys, I mean, I, I think we enjoy the opportunity to go cook that top 10 and do something different than what we do. Um, but at the same time, when you get to, hey, man, look, all those chefs and those guys like hanging around us. They, they like picking your brain a little bit on, well, you know, hey, man, th- this is what I'm doing from a culinary point of view. How are you handling the the, the competition part of it this way? I, I think it's something that I, I, I think, you know, when McLeod says food sport, it, it's here to stay at least for a couple more years. I think people are interested in it, and I think it's going to continue to happen. 
And I think you're going to see even more barbecue people start qualifying in other categories. And, 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 and not because they can't qualify in barbecue, Greg, but because they want to challenge yourself. In 10 years or 15 years from now, if World Food Championship's out, where do you think oh. Mike McLeod ends up in the annals of food sport? And what kind of a legacy do you think he leaves? Man, I'll tell you what. I, I think, you know, you know him and him and MMA have, have blazed a bit of a trail on taking really what they learned in competition barbecue and trying to drive it into other culinary aspects. And I think if it's successful, he's going to be a trendsetter, and he deserves to be. You know him and MMA. All, you know he's got a great gr- group of people that work with him. Um, if not, then you know I can't. I still can't fault him. He, uh, he tried to do something great. But I, I think the way food's going, man, and the way people just like to to learn about food, I think I think 10 years from now, 10 years from now, the WFC or something that, that closely looks like it will be around. Chad Ward joining me here on the show. Chad, uh, one last thought here before I let you go, and appreciate the time tonight. Uh, Barbecue Hall of Fame. What do you yeah. think? What do you think about it? Um, I don't know, man. I I think about just who's contributed to to what we do. You know what I mean? I do, mean, do you I, like I the way? Do you like the way it's set up? No, you know, like the whole you know the celebrity thing is kind of it's kind of weird to me because I think yeah, man, Guy Fieri, Bobby Flay, they've done great things for barbecue worldwide. You know what I mean? But no. but it's not like. That's not like they care about being at the American Royal or like like deep down barbecue. You know what I mean? I get more excited when I see the the Ray Lampies and those kind of guys that were, you know, OGs that that are that are getting props. I mean, that's that's what I look at as as kind of an American Royal Hall of Fame myself. Do you like do you find it weird that Chris Lilly got inducted in the Hall of Fame this year? He's still a very formidable opponent competing at the highest level. It's weird. No, I, I think it's I, weird. But but, but I, I don't because not 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 deserved. Just weird. No, no, no. I, I understand. I understand what you're saying. And uh, yeah, it, it'd be like you know putting LeBron in the Hall of Fame right now, right? Basketball. Right. Yeah. Um, I get that. But but at the same time too, I think it's man. We know what's helped barbecue a lot is television. And dude, Chris Lilly mm. has been a part of barbecue television forever. And I'll tell you what, he he helped McLeod do the top ten awards on the WSC stage last week. And dude, just what a what a gracious guy, what a nice guy. You know what I mean? And and I think being a part of that, I, I you know, and it's not like Chris is on his deathbed. I mean, he's a pretty healthy dude. Yeah, right. So maybe it's a little bit early. But I, I, I actually now the more I think about it, I can see where you're coming from. Like, don't put the guy in a Hall of Fame. He's got 15 more years competing ahead of him. Yeah, I mean, I can see, you know, I mean, he's already in it. But if Johnny Trigg wasn't in there and won in this year, you know, that's different. I mean, he's not spring chicken. I mean, yeah, certainly yeah. nobody would ever question the career. Uh, again, TV, publicity, all that good stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Chris Lilly can't be more than – at most, at most, ten years older than me, which makes him very early fifties. 
I mean, yeah. come on. He, he, he's competing at the very highest levels. There's a good chance he could be winning next weekend a King of the Smoker. Oh, absolutely. He could be. Now, have you, have you talked about any of that uh, King of the Smoker controversy at all, Greg? What controversy? How does uh, here's the only thing I'm gonna say. All right. How does checkered flag five hundred barbecue not get invited? Today? Are you kidding me? We're not having this conversation. Chet, here's how he doesn't get invited. And it doesn't matter, and I've heard everything's been smoothed over. But I'm not about to speak for Sterling Ball. This is uh only my opinion. An invitational means you invite who the hell you want, and if you don't get invited, suck it. Suck it. I completely understand that. All I'm saying is the guy on the East Coast has been the hottest cook around. Sure. Very accomplished. Very accomplished. And and, and, and once again, I'm not saying that Mark's actions when he found out he wasn't there were were great. I'm just saying, and I I understand it. Once again, hey, if I ever get to make my own sandbox, I can decide who plays in it. Of course. Um, Believe me. I've gotten a thousand messages on, hey, why didn't I get one of those Traeger grills? It happens. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, 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 I know. But but at the same time, I just feel like, I mean, that's a phenomenal season that guy's had. I think here's and, here's the disconnect. I think there's perhaps a perception of not getting invited and not being appreciated or commended for the cook. And I don't think that's the case. I think Sterling Ball has absolutely the utmost respect for everything he's accomplished, not just this year, but over the last couple of years. Checkered, Pig has been, or, uh, Checkered Flag has been absolutely phenomenal. But that, but not getting invited doesn't mean that one isn't respected or uh, admired for the accomplishments in the world of barbecue. No, I, I think that's true. And, and I think a lot of us, when we read that team list, Sit there and go, well, you know, that you're right. You're Everybody right. on good. that list should be on that list, no doubt. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It's going to be interesting to see how all that plays out. Because, I mean, even being 24th there next weekend is kind of honorable. That's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's just the thing. When Sterling Ball was on a couple weeks ago, he's like, you know, it's not a race to the top. It's a race to the uh, results sheets to see who's 24th. Nobody wants to be that guy. Yeah, but 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 one of them that's never been that guy is going to yeah, be that. Yeah, I know. It's so weird. Wow. But next year, I'm so, going to try and get out to that one for sure. Are you? I'm going to try. Official MC? Uh, uh, no, no, no. No way. Host just to, just to you know, host? host with the most. Hashtag host with the most. Uh, but walk around with my recorder and get, like, field reports and maybe do some live. Who knows? I mean, we'll see what happens. No promises, hey, but I'm really going to try. Greg, Greg, Greg yep. if you're already committed to that, you know what I'm saying? You can't hide money. You you can just take a a, a private jet out to oh, yeah. out to California. That's right. I know you got background in that industry. You know, it's okay. That's right. Uh-oh. I'm not uh, I'm not releasing any more information. That Chad Ward can be found <laughs> over at Whiskey Bend Barbecue in the Pit, and he is the pit master of Whiskey Bend Barbecue Competition Team. Chad, what's the uh, store's website? WhiskeyBendBBQSupply.com. WhiskeyBendBBQSupply. All right. Yeah, we um. We've had a, a here here locally brick and mortars. We have an amazing November. We're super excited about December. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. It's uh, it's cool to be. I don't know. I mean, we've talked at the beginning of being a hundred percent barbecue guy, man. But I'm loving every minute of it, Greg. It's it's a lot of fun, man. And I I appreciate your friendship and support through it all, man.
I appreciate your time tonight, my friend, and continued success. All right. Take care, Greg. Talk to you soon. It's Chad Warren right there. Whiskey Bent Barbecue. WhiskeyBentBBQSupply.com is his website. And I am quickly running out of time. Let me make sure that I stop the automatic drawback. Let me tell you about... Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for anyone interested in barbecue. Featuring a comprehensive selection of all American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, even a kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa's made a name for itself by making an award-winning line of championship rubs. The rubs have won almost every major barbecue competition, period. They've banded together with fellow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous to form what is now known as the West Coast Offense. These flavor profiles are redefining what competition cooks are aiming for. They've even created two of their own unique competitions, the one we just talked about, King of the Smoker, that brings the best of the best in barbecue to a back-to-basics-style event, King of the Smoker Unique. Nobody can use electric devices or pit minders or pellet cookers. Just charcoal wood in their wits to win one of the most high-stakes barbecue competitions around. Also, they have the Guinea Pig, a cost-controlled competition, helps bringing in newcomers and vets to the competitive barbecue world. Also features prize distribution all the way down to 10th place in each category, which provides incentive to keep the new and old alike in competition barbecue. They've also created the unique brand ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country, working together to promote camaraderie, competition, barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, Big Pop has been able to do all this with only four years of being, I'm sorry, with only six years of being in the business, turning competition barbecue on its head, creating their own unique competitions, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, benefiting children's charities across the U.S. BigPapaSmokers.com, that's BigPapaSmokers.com. Huge news coming as well in the new year. We're going to be excited to release that. Stand by as we wrap the show right after this. Stick around. Be right back. This is Rennie Kanoff with ChampionshipBBQ.tv, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. Thanks again to Chad Ward for hanging with me in the second hour. And uh, we are going to uh, Amscray out this piece. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Derek Riches returning after a three-year hiatus. We also talked to Jaina Todisco from Amazie Q, talking about her win at the first-ever Cowboy Charcoal Fire and Ice event, two-days event. She won it. My girl Sylvie Curry came in second place. Shout out to Sylvie. Then in the second hour, as I just mentioned, Chad Ward, WhiskeyBentBBQSupply.com, his website. If you're looking for uh, barbecue and grilling stuff. A big show lined up for you next week, of course. Some regular guests, some new guests, all that good stuff. So uh, stay tuned for next Tuesday. I want to wish each and every one of you Central Lights a very happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. I want to see you back here next thir- uh, next Tuesday at night. But indulge, have fun with family and friends, and do it right on Thursday. 
Until next Thursday, let me say this. September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. Until 9 p.m. Eastern next Thursday, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.